Websites. A website is essential for your business growth. Think of it like a virtual business card, a virtual storefront where visitors can enter and browse and get to know you, your product or service. But how can you get them to stay a while longer? How can you get them to buy? This is one of my favorite topics to dive into because I see the impact that websites can make and that professional brand photos can make on a website. Today, we're going to dive into how you can have a website that sells and that will attract your dream client with special guest Erin Dean Williams, a website designer and brand strategist for entrepreneurs. Welcome to the Focal Tangent Podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Amlani, and in my years of business and entrepreneurship, I've learned a thing or two. I'm a brand strategist and photographer. I love a great brand and capturing businesses in action. However, what has always stuck with me is the uniqueness in every story and brand. This is a show all about connecting the power of storytelling mindset and brand strategy to bring to light the abundance of possibilities for creating the business of your dreams. Join me each week as I bring you impactful conversations with thought leaders in all areas of business business, branding, and personal growth, and be inspired by their unique stories of experience and grit that led to success they never thought possible. So let's dive into this week's conversation. Welcome, Erin. Hi, thank you. So Erin Dean Williams is a leading website designer and brand strategist for entrepreneurs. She has had the honor of designing for big corporate clients as some of the top digital agencies in the world, including Critical Mass, Havas, Kobo, and more. And while all that experience was amazing, she found her real purpose and passion when she started serving entrepreneurs. When she started freelance designing in 2017, she realized that there were so many small to medium business owners that needed her help. They had no idea how to level up their brands or even how to control or create websites that would actually make them money. Now, five years later, she's helped develop dozens of entrepreneurs create drill-worthy brands and websites that increase revenue and stand out. She's helped her clients transform their branding to attract the clients they love and serve. Amazing. I'm so excited to have you here. Uh, thanks for having me. So happy to be here. And I just want to share with everyone, I've known Erin for quite a few years. We met in a women's entrepreneur group and got the chance to work together and her work is amazing. She's developed so many websites for clients and we've worked together. For example, like I've done the brand photos that have gone on the websites or helped project management, some of her website projects. And there's just so much to know about websites. I'm just so excited to have her here. There is, there is. So we kind of have an idea of your story, but I'd love to kind of dive a little bit deeper about your journey to becoming an entrepreneur and where you are today. So yeah, it's kind of interesting because I didn't go directly into design when I started my own business. I uh, was on mat leave with my daughter and realized that if I went back to the agency grind or the corporate grind, that I would not have enough time for my family and to really be there for my family. So I had this idea to start my own business and just felt really pulled to do something totally different than like graphic and web design and wanted to do clothing design, fashion design for kids. I think it was because having a little girl and dressing her was just so much fun to like shop and, and buy clothes for her. But I also saw a gap in the marketplace where there wasn't really a lot in terms of like ethically made 
sustainably made clothes that were like colorful and fun. And I also had all these really cute retro patterns from my grandmother. So was like, all right, I'm going to do this. And so took the leap and started a line of kids clothes. And it was just an amazing journey. A lot of challenges, obviously, not having a background in fashion. I had to figure things out from the bottom up. But the experience in terms of like personal growth and learning to be an entrepreneur was priceless, really. And I grew so much as a person and sort of started from there, but then uh, did a full 360 back to my roots in, in graphic and digital design. After seeing how wonderful these networks of entrepreneurs were, I found it so um, uplifting and inspiring working with a lot of entrepreneurial, especially women, and then saw the need for, for design, good design. So that here I am today, back at my roots, but designing for people that are more like heart-centered and that really appreciate my services. So and I met you when you had, when you were launching your clothing company, Pokemono. And knowing you now, when I think about it, you've always been doing the graphic and web design, even when you're running your own business. Like, think about how you had to design your own graphics and you have that perspective on what it actually means and the impact it has and the reactions. It's like one thing is, being on one side of the fence, but when you're on the kind of client side as well, I find that that's so important. And that's part of even how I got into photography. Like while we were going through our life milestones of having kids and getting married, I valued photography so much. I really valued the service we got from our photographer. And I was like, I want to give that back. Like I want to be able to do that too. Right. And same with you. It's like, I remember seeing your website for your clothing company. I'm like, oh, that looks really cool. <laughs> you know, all these like really cool graphics or even how you took the photos and made them into these really neat banners. Yeah. So it's kind of like the clothing line showed me that really I love the design part of running because <laughs> that, that was the stuff I'd put the most, well, no, clothes, designing the clothes was awesome too. But I, yeah, I loved doing, creating that brand and, and doing the web design. And Yes. Oh, I love that. It's so interesting. And it's so cool how like certain experiences get you to where you are, provides like a slightly different perspective. And then you kind of come back full circle. Yeah, I feel like the clothing line didn't make me a lot of money, but it was more of an investment in myself and really finding myself and finding what I love. Yeah, and it was it was necessary for that part of your journey. Yeah, embrace it. Okay, so I want to dive into your brand vibe. So your brand colors right now have changed a little bit. So I want to just touch on the inspiration behind it, the original palette and the kind of updates right now. Yeah, I think for the original palette, I wanted something really sort of vibrant and warm, but then was feeling like it was too vibrant. Like it was like an orangey red and wasn't super flexible in terms of different like marketing materials and whatnot, and was sort of missing a big element of me in that I'm very holistic and earthy. So I sort of revisited the colors and tried to bring more of myself. And I think this happens as you evolve as a, as a business owner, you start to feel more connected to your brand and, and things become, your brand vibe becomes clear. So I wanted to bring in some earthy pastel colors, but, and I'm also a very like, I have an easygoing vibe. I'm a laid back person. I want to have a welcoming vibe for people. So the colors are more pastel soft and they're also really flexible in terms of like different marketing material. I've been having fun playing with them and they work great with my logo. So it was like the reddish orange color. 
and now there's black. I love it. And the black provides such a nice palette for like contrast and stuff too, right? It's like a neutral starting point. Yeah. And it's not like a really dark black. It's more like a charcoal, but it, yeah, it provides a nice contrast to the pastel colors to help them pop a little more. But it's a contrast between like the feminine and masculine energy of being a business owner. I mean, we're very, you have to really stand in your power and you go through a lot as an entrepreneur. So I, I wanted something strong as well. So Even in your photo shoots, I noticed that you were starting to wear black and it looked really good, you know? So I was like, oh, I was thinking like, is that why she changed it to black? Because you look so good in it, but... <laughs> Okay, so I want to shift gears and dive into your zone of genius and go and talk about websites because I really believe websites are so important. So I want to ask you, who do you think websites are for and why is it essential for portraying the feelings behind your brand? Anyone with a business needs a website. If you don't have a website, it's almost like you don't exist. And it's also a trust factor, right? So if people Google your business and just an Instagram and a Twitter profile show up and there's no website, then they're probably going to skip over you and look at somebody with a website. I feel like we get so caught up in like the daily grind of you know, running your business and serving others. And sometimes we get out of touch with our values and why we started our, our business and what got us excited to serve in the first place. So I feel like creating your website and your content strategy is an opportunity to go back to the roots of why you started your business, who you're serving and why, and then even your own journey. Like what's your story? Like we all have a story that got us to where we are today. And it's an opportunity to help you connect authentically with your clients because, you know, there may be a lot of people that do what you do, but there's only one you. So how do you surface what makes you unique and really connect with your clients and, and make them feel like they, they want to work with you? They want to reach out to you and take action on your website. Yes. And I've heard you kind of dive into the brand vibe. And I feel like so much of that has to do with the feelings. And just like what you were saying, there's only one of you. So truly, that's when people go on your website, those feelings is that uniqueness that you portray, like your own message, your own images, own colors, even like typography. <laughs> yes. Oh, fonts. <laughs> okay, so now that we know who the website is for, which is anyone who owns a business and why it's important because it really portrays the feelings and the uniqueness of that business, can you share with us three to five tips for designing a website that sells? I think the first thing that you need to consider, which is typically the last thing people consider, like they find a web designer and then they're like, oh, I need content to put up there, right? Is really being strategic with the content that you're putting on your website. What I mean by being strategic is being thoughtful and planning the content that you're going to put on your website. And that content is driven by like the business objectives for your website. Like what do you need your website to do? Because your website can really work for you. Your website can help you build your mailing list. Your website can sell your products and services. Your website can tell your story. Your website can educate people, right? So what are your business objectives for your website? But also what are the goals of your website visitors? 
Why are they there? What questions do they have? What objections do they have to engaging in a business like yours? And how can you ease some of those worries and objections? Also, you need to be findable, right? Researching those keywords and and having those keywords sprinkled within your content and your metadata is important to showing up in Google. So really being strategic about that content up front is going to help your website sell. So that's one. So two would be, you know, making sure that your imagery is high quality. So you don't want like pixelated images and stuff because that sort of cheapens your brand. Ideally, you want to use stock photography that aligns with your content and that is probably purchased so that there's not a million people with the same photos or obviously hiring a brand photographer is invaluable because you can use those images all over your website and also in your marketing material. And one of the things that I find is, you know, when you mentioned content, how you have to be strategic about the content being put on the website. And part of your process is to help guide clients through that content. But one of the things that I recall that you always nail really well is the headline. Exactly. You want that one liner or headline at the top of the page because you only have five seconds to really engage people that land on your website. So you want that top part of your website to tell people what it is you do and how you can help them and have a call to action to either book a call with you or buy your product or buy your service. So, and I find some websites are so busy at the top and it's like people don't even know where to look. So as soon as they land on your website, they're already probably overwhelmed looking for your service, a service provider, and then you're overwhelming them more with so many things. So keep your navigation clean and simple and a beautiful like hero area with a nice clean headline and a beautiful high quality image, I think is the first step to drawing people in and engaging people. Do you think that for your website, should you be as detailed as possible or is less more? Like, is it better to be simple? So I wouldn't say less because I think people browse and navigate websites differently. There's some people that are going to come to your website and go straight to the nav and not even really look at like the homepage content, for example. But you want to be succinct and you want to have clear headers so that people can like scroll on their device or scroll on their computer and scan the content. So people don't really want to read big, heavy chunks of paragraphs, to be honest. So bullets or icons with one line of text or small snippets of information with clear headlines that align with what the copy is about will really help people digest your content and find what they're looking for quicker than like a big paragraph that just Uh, screens work. Like it's too much work for people. They don't have the time, right? So you want to overcome objections. So some people will like scroll your homepage to the bottom and just see what you're about, see what you're offering. So you do want to have enough content for those people that are trying to do research and find as much about you as possible, but it needs to be presented in like a succinct, scannable way. Okay, so once you have your website established, and let's say that you're looking to scale and grow your business, how important is it to have some sort of strategic content on your website or blogs? Websites are so valuable because you can promote events or promote 
offering. So if you're offering like a programming or a course or something, and then it also is a great way to position you, give you like brand authority and position you as an expert through like a blog or a podcast. And I think changing up the content does help findability. So Google does like for content to be constantly updated and it's just more of an opportunity to get found when you have more content. So if you have podcast notes or blogs that are even every couple weeks added to your website, that's going to help you look like an expert. And then also it's going to help with findability, I think. Oh, I love that. There's something that I've been hearing, I think it's called link backs. Like what is that? Yeah. So it's just a way for Google to know that you're legitimate, right? So if you have an interview on a podcast, for example, like if someone's interviewed on your podcast, Nat, and you have a link to their website and people click it to go back to their website, that increases the brand authority within Google. So it is, it is good to have those link backs in different places. You can join like organizations. For example, I'm a designer, so I could join an organization for designers and have link backs to my website or be featured on a blog or even like through your social media, make sure on your, in your bio, you have link backs to your website and whatnot. So it just gives you more credibility with Google because it shows that people are interested in coming to your website, basically. Oh, interesting. So then Google is more likely to show you, I guess, higher in the search results? Yeah, SEO is probably a a whole podcast of its own, but there are little things you can do. So everything matters, even though you might not feel like it's noticeable up front, it makes a difference. Yeah, even labeling your images. I love that. Okay, so how do you decide what platform to choose for your website? Right. So I think just really going back to your business objectives. So what do you need the website for? So you want to make sure that whatever platform you choose helps you accomplish your business objectives. So for example, if you're going to be selling a course, you know, something like Kajabi is really great because they have like that built-in funnel marketing. It's a brilliant course platform. It's really easy to set up your courses and really user-friendly for your audience as well. Or maybe you, you have a blog and you just, it's more like an informational website. Something like Squarespace would be really good. For that, obviously, if you're doing e-commerce, you need to be on Shopify. Hands down, they're ahead of any e-commerce platform because I think the biggest reason is because they started off in e-commerce. So they're just like light years ahead of anybody that's sort of trying to catch up. The other thing you want to think about is, are you going to be able to manage it? Are you tech savvy? If you're not overly tech savvy, then just research how easy it is to manage or ask your designer how easy it is to manage. I know for me, that's a big part of my service offerings is like, I really want my clients to feel empowered to be able to make those small updates or if they're paying somebody to know what's involved so they're not getting ripped off and whatnot. So I focus on Squarespace, Kajabi and Shopify because they're good at what they do, but also because they're easy to manage for people. So now we know a little bit more about choosing the platform and the tips for designing a website. And now the question boils down to, do you do it yourself or do you hire someone? I mean, there's obviously mistakes that people will make on their websites. So what are your thoughts on the do-it-yourself approach? And what are some of the mistakes that you've seen people make? 
if you're going to do it yourself, obviously you want to research what platform's going to be the most accommodating for doing something like that yourself. I would say you probably want to have a strong sense of design and a lot of time, right? Because there's going to be a learning curve there. And I think doing it yourself is a great thing for people that maybe can't afford thousands of dollars for a designer and are in that bootstrap stage of their of their business, definitely, you know, platforms like Shopify, Squarespace, and Kajabi all make it possible for you to create your website if you have the will to do it, or you take a course that sort of guides you through it is a really great, great way to do it. For me, after I design websites for my clients, I create small snippets, teaching them how to manage it themselves. So even a course with like short modules, so you're not overwhelmed, would be a really good way to do it yourself, I think, or reading the blogs or reading the podcasts and stuff. So but that takes so much research. So I went to school in university for information technology management. And in that program, we learned how to like code and create websites. But then that's that's not what I do for a living, right? So I don't do that day by day. I just have an understanding of it. So when I started Pictonat, I was like, I'm going to create my own website. I'm going to do it. And just like you're, it takes so much time, <laughs> right? And you're right. Like I can do the research and I was like, okay, I'm going to invest in other things, but I'm going to just do my own website because I went to school for it. But honestly, it takes so much time. And even through the process that I've seen you, like even when we work together on launching client websites, we can get it done in like five weeks. And then they have this like full functioning website that sells. So it is definitely like a balance of time and money. But I really feel that with the investment up front, and it just leads to less kind of rework later. Because for example, I ended up picking a platform. It was like for photographers. Like I, I picked some sort of theme that was like for photographers. And this is what photographers use. And I just like used it. But then the theme became outdated. I wasn't aware and it was so slow. So I even remember when, when we were working together, you're like, hey, I'm trying to send someone to your website and it's not loading, <laughs> not working. And I was like, eek. <laughs> I was like, oh no. That's a good point too for like choosing a platform, right? Because there are a lot of new things coming out and it's just like, are they going to stand the test of time? Are you going to design your website on this platform and then it's outdated or something? Whereas I feel like the Squarespaces and the Shopify, you know, at least, you know, they're going to be around, right? You're not going to be outdated. Totally. So it's, it's totally about like time. Like if it's going to take you more than X number of hours to do something and you're not the expert in it, totally hire the expert with, with anything. It's like, as businesses grow, there's so many things that you need to start adding to your website. Your services start to expand, right? So you want to have that solid foundation, yeah, you want the the platform to scale with your business. So yeah, it is a good idea to know even a couple of years into the future what you want to be offering so you don't have this big rework or transfer of content onto a new platform. So yeah. So from your experience, do you have any lessons learned that you want to share? Okay, so since we're talking about websites, I think just have fun with it and really try and uh, bring yourself into the content. And you'll be surprised, I think, when we start thinking about our why and and going back to why we started our business and why we want to serve and the people we want to serve, it can really help reignite your passion for your business. So don't be afraid. And 
it doesn't hurt to to work with somebody too, like to hire somebody. If you can make that investment, it's it's usually worth it. Just do your research, and yeah, really try and make that that content on your website as authentic as possible, so that you can really connect with your audience. So. Oh, I love that. And do you provide guidance on content, or is that something separate? Yeah. So all of my packages, because I feel like a web design isn't a website design isn't really designed unless there's a a content strategy. So I really, all my packages include content. So, and I like to work collaboratively. I have questionnaires and and we make it a really um, meaningful experience. Oh, I love that. So it's not just like a like cookie cutter. Not at all. All very personalized and custom. Yeah. And that's what makes it really special, especially when we're trying to help businesses grow and thrive. So that's like the type of service that people should be looking for as well. Yeah, exactly. You want to work with people that want to see you succeed and uh, care about you rising and being, you know, showing up in the world. So, yeah. Okay. So where can our listeners find you and do you have any promos coming up? Yeah. So you can find me on my website, www.arendeanwilliams.com. And I will be launching a course. It's a brand accelerator for coaches actually and it'll be launching sometime in September so if you want to follow me on Instagram I think the links will be in the bio or sign up for my newsletter on my website then I'll take you along on that journey perfect oh I'm so excited for that course Erin it's going to be amazing and it's so necessary and so needed thank you so much for your time and sharing your genius today I truly believe that having a website is so important and with the perspectives that you have today I really hope that it shifts and that you value show your website that you have now some love and update it if it's outdated and if you have any questions you can reach out to Erin okay thanks so much Erin thanks Nat Thank you so much for joining me this week on the Focal Tangent Podcast. If you love this episode, be sure to rate and review the podcast and hit the subscribe button so that you don't miss the next episode. Until next time, I am your host, Natalie Amlani.